0: Welcome to Honest Talk about heartbreak, dating and relationships. Relationships.
1: The podcast helping you navigate your path to happy ever after
0: with your host Rob McPhillips.
2: Good evening everyone. Tonight we're talking about sex sin sin and slut shaming. In the breakout rooms you it was a quick poll of if you were to be reborn um, and you could choose, knowing what you know now, would you choose to be uh, reborn male or female?
3: Male, so that I don't have to give birth. Male, so I don't have to have a period. I do not have time for that.
4: I think, um, and I'm, this is not a sweeping statement necessarily, but I think guys, I get envious of the way that a guy's mind works in that they seem to take stress more in their stride. And it seems to be a much more blissful place for a guy. Than for a woman, so that I remember yourself.
0: And Nicole, I disagree. As a woman, uh, the neatly brain test stated that I think like a man. So it's 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 the brain function, I think it's more of environment as opposed to gender. But back to the question, I prefer to be a woman. I think as a woman, despite our period and I've never given birth so I don't know about that. I I have the flexibility to enjoy both masculine and feminine energy at a level where I cannot be judged by society as opposed to a guy. I feel that guys are limited when it comes to them acting as female as opposed to me. I
5: I I come back as a female.
0: I'm female all the way.
6: I would go over the opposite side of the coin. <laughs> so I would be female. And let's, and try. And you know, let's try. it. Why not? It's
5: and Betty, life. Betty, and still human, Janos. Oh, so, sorry. Oh, sorry. Actually, you, 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 you don't have to have um, labor pains and 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 um, eject a child. <laughs> I had a Caesarean so, section. I don't know what labour pain is like,
7: so I can't tell you, but I have a son.
2: Yes. Uh, How's my <laughs> uh,
7: I, 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 I will definitely come back as a guy, but not because I don't think uh, being a woman is uh, not worth it or anything like that. Although on the lighter side, I will suggest that I will probably stand a bit further away because uh, last few times I got my arms really badly called it because of the labor pains that she was going through so uh, <laughs> i was too close uh, so you know when she is it you know she squeezes and yeah, it's not so nice um but it's for, worse for her but uh, on the serious side i think I I, I I don't have problems with being a man although uh, a bit like nicole there are certain aspects of women that are quite interesting in the in terms of the how social that they can be. I think I find they are probably far more social than us guys, uh in in that sense.
8: Oh, you should have let her slap you in the face.
7: Well, she, she did almost break my arm. You know, <laughs> but uh but I mean she she didn't know what she was doing. You know? it it is difficult. Yeah, you know, I've been there for all three.
9: I'd still come back as a come back as a male. Uh there's advantages to both. But on the humorous side, uh, waking up in the morning as a female would have its advantages, and that's a bit of humour. <laughs> Let's have laughs. Come on, it's Monday. Monday's a <laughs> crap, aren't they? Apart from this, I, I
2: think, I think. Uh, well, that's the that's the best note to close off on. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's You're going red now. Okay. Um, all right. So I just want to um, set some set a frame for this because this is um, ha- this is quite a polarizing topic, and it has the potential to for there to be disagreements. Um, talk about an idea. In any conflict, I think this is the central issue. So one. So we have one person here, and one per- and one person here. So the, the gap is the conflict. When we deal with that, comp, um, uh, that gap with like a fight for power. So we're all fighting for, you know, like what we want or if we, if there's judgment, okay. So if there's judgment, then what happens is we get, um, blame and shame, which leads to silence. Whereas I think if we really want to, I think the solution is that we have to transcend both of those to find a higher level where you don't have the problem. Because like the problem is is the gap. Does that make sense? And so the way that you resolve it is from transcending the level. What's really behind all this is conditioning, culture, experience, and beliefs. If we deal with understanding, then we're able to transcend and find the solution. But if we're we're struck fighting A versus B, then what happens is we start judging and we start blaming and shaming, and which leads to silence. And once you get silence, you're not able to resolve the problem because you're not able to understand it. That makes sense. If, whenever we have um, differences of opinions, I always think it's much better to understand where someone comes from than to compi- like to fight over the opinion. So what we're, we're probably going to start from different points of views because we have different experiences. Men and women have very different um, experiences and views on this just because of the basis of our different experience. So we're looking to understand each other um, rather than judge or blame or so I think one of the problems that we get in when you get so like feminism is the fight for uh, for women but the problem is if feminism becomes a blame and a fight against men then you stay stuck so I think we have to understand what happened so that we're able to because we're in this situation of the whole of history has happened and led us to this point and if we start saying it's your fault and your fault it's not no one's fault who's alive today i think it's just an accumulation of what's happened and everything happens for a reason so if we can understand those reasons we can then look at understanding what the way forward is okay so um yeah, I I think it is, and I think um, so. It's the, Nicole says it's a fight for women, and I I can see that. Um, and it without that fight, what's happened in the last century wouldn't have happened. Um, so there's sometimes that you have to fight for things, um, but then you also have, in in order to to build consensus and move forward, I think you have to have understanding okay so all that is to set up is notice I've got the sun right in my eyes um, so what that's to set up is the first topic for breakout room is looking at the issue of double standards so because we're really when we're looking at sex we're looking at double standards so the, the typical one is that uh, if a man sleeps with lots of women he's a, he's a stud if a woman sleeps with lots of men she's she's a slut so what we're looking at first is to identify what double standards have you seen or experienced does that make sense
9: that's what we're doing in the breakout room
2: yeah so we're just looking to identify. So whoever is, um, whoever's name is like first, first name is first in the alphabet is the one who's going to um, report back
9: with a list. Can I ask a quick example? Come
1: on, that is Eva. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Says the A.
6: <laughs> Agnes, you're very lucky today.
2: <laughs> okay. Ne- uh, ne- next time, we'll do um, last in the alphabet. Right. So, uh, I- okay. An example. Um,
9: no, I mean, can I ask? Can I, can I ask an example? Because it might not uh, relate. Um, it might be a bit different. It might be just something that's unfair in society. Uh, okay.
2: Um, are you asking for an example of double standards?
9: No, I've got an example, and it. Oh, okay. It might not. I I understand the one you just gave a minute ago about slut-shaming. My example is, in life, uh, there's a lot of battles that go on where men try to fight to get access to their own children. So I'm not sure where that's a bit... It's still... It's easier for... I'm not calling women there, but it's easier for women to have access to their own children than you flip it it's a hell of a battle for some men who want to get access to their own kids. So it is still a bit. Yeah, definitely.
2: Um, I think some of what we're going to talk about later is going to cover some of that. Um, but yes, it, um, that's a double standard because this isn't just a one way thing um, because yeah. clearly when we're talking about the issue of sex, um, it's double standards. Um so also to set the frame is um there's a oscar wilde quote that everything is about sex except sex sex is about power and i think that's an interesting one to think about so okay so for the breakout rooms we're looking at the moment to identify Uh, double standards what have you noticed or experienced and it can be so from for men yeah it's like men don't get the the children or often or access okay okay so the breakout rooms are open now betty from room one
10: yeah women are uh, victims of gossip
8: women have to wear makeup and worry about their image women don't have senior positions and professional jobs like computer programmers And women are slut-sizing, slut-shamed.
2: That's that's not your opinion?
8: No. Those are the
2: stereotypes. Yeah, no, I was just joking. Thank you. Is there anyone else from room one that would like to contribute anything? Uh,
0: Before we're taken back, we're talking that the, the biggest stereotype has to be when it comes to sex. And the best example we can give is the porn industry, whereby women... Sexual pleasure is not taken into consideration, and men are the ones who are given the orgasm, for example. But we didn't conclude on that.
2: Okay, thank
3: you. Uh, Carl? Um, I think one of the bigger points was about some kind of expectation for appearance. So, whether it be something like makeup is expected, all the way to, you know, it's mostly socially unacceptable for women not to shave. But uh, you know, men can have mustaches and beards. Um, uh, what else did we say? That's all I can remember. <laughs> that was the last. That was the last one, and it just stood out in my mind. Um, other than that, uh, I think there was things like um, oh, washing your car—that like a man can wash his car in his shorts in the sun, but a woman can't do that. And I did ask, "Well, would you want to?"
2: They said, "No." I think that's about it. Okay, anyone else from room two want to jump in? And
6: we got the domestic violence as the part of it, and the gift. So many gifts women can receive, but men's what we receive as the gift. Sucks. Also a lady
1: being um, a... A woman, woman. a woman.
6: That's the price. price. Well, Excuse 12. me, I'm <laughs> That's the price, not the gift. And that's completely different, you know?
8: Said as well that a man can go and sit in a bar. And spend an evening nursing a pint at the bar, whereas a, it's not really considered acceptable for a female to do. That. We also talked about um, I, pl- I play golf, and there was um, uh, historically women weren't allowed in the clubhouse, so they ha- or they had to go in through a separate
2: door. Good points. Okay, thank you. Uh, Agnes.
1: Thank you. So, our first was the salaries. Still, we have a gap between the female and male salaries. So that's different. Double standard for the same job. It's going better, but yeah. Uh, showing emotional. If the man shows some emotional, everybody's like, "Oh, it's so cute! Finally!" And if the woman, women does the same or do the same, they're like, "Oh, they are just, just, yeah, they are just tantruming or something." So it's not the same, or they cannot. Cannot be taking serious okay. because of the emotion. Uh, yeah, we we discuss about the more freedom because the boys can go out and stay longer out when you are a teenager or later a young guy, and uh, most of the time the daughters has to be at home for eight o'clock, nine o'clock, ten o'clock, so it's less less possible <laughs> having fun. Uh, the domestic or post-work is still more a female role, or those most a few men they really like to to cooking, but I am not sure about uh, shopping and cleaning and washing up after. It is the same, so I think in my experience, men like school, they like cooking, and after just yeah everything is there. <laughs> you need to clean. I like cook. You can clean. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it was like a. Colors is still, you know, if you are wearing a pink, it should be a female color and the blue is more uh, male. So this kind of stuff. And Mm -hmm. communication, how we communicate in the relationship. um, Sometimes uh, female role is we have have to be admiring our partner because maybe he, (laughs) I don't know, he, he cleaned up yeah the kitchen after themselves oh thank you it was really good thank you so yeah this kind of stuff
2: because i
1: think that was but the yeah. others can <laughs> have something else
2: does anyone else from room three want to jump in
4: yeah i think with the communication thing um conflict resolution as in if a guy does it he's trying to resolve something whereas often a woman will be seen um in a more negative light or perhaps Nagging
2: or you know, just negatively. Okay, thank you. Uh Daz. Uh yeah, I was
9: just making some notes there because I got stuck in the listening and um apologies, Sandra, and the rest of my room. I got stuck in listening and contributing, and then realize um, oh I'm gonna should be taking notes. So I have just been quickly making some notes of some of the matters we discussed. Um so towards the end of the conversation, which was the freshest, start to touch upon how many people are applying to become engineers, becoming doctors. Um, you know, it's not a 50-50 swing. That was I know that that element of the topic didn't get finished, but that's where you know it was still continuing the conversation. Um it's uh, double standards as in who brings up children um you know there's still an expectation there i'm not sure whether it's an expectation but it's still accepted more that women are the main carer uh you know there's still an expectation there you know even if a woman's working that they do more than 50 percent of the hours Uh, they do the higher percentage of hours by of bringing up being the main carer um it's an expectation Um, I think, uh, Ellie, um, I couldn't quite catch it all. Sometimes we were touched upon, um, I didn't mean to name and shame. I'm just trying to think, I think we were going down the route, although it wasn't a long discussion about this, uh, salaries of, um, occupations and maybe the salaries of politicians, if people were a male politician and a female politician. Um, and obviously it happens in some other occupations, um, but then again, there are some, you know, there are uh, female mechanics out there. There are female painters and decorators. This, this is something I'm just adding on. There's still an expectation with certain occupations, isn't it? When if I turn around and saw a female car mechanic, it's still a bit of a surprise. That's not me uh, personally. I'm not being sexist. We all can agree. There's certain occupations you'd be a bit surprised if, you know. The female is the minority, but I'm sure we can flip it. And you know, I'm sure there's more female nurses than there is male nurses as well. So
2: yeah, I mean, I think if if you went for um, to get your nails done or makeup done, um, like I think there doing them. Okay, uh, was there anything else? Uh, Daz think, or any
9: uh, we touched on it before, didn't we? About I can't remember whether I mentioned that little spiel I did, just did then and we touched upon it before the breakout, about... And the way I was talking about it, to summarise it, I wasn't saying access to children for people who were living together. The way I was feeding it on is for couples who have split up. We all know it gets its coverage of an absent father generally finds it hard work sometimes to get access to his own children. Hmm.
2: That's true. But it is also... Um, so... So I, I was a, a single dad um, and I had the children in the week. Um, I'm not running, plugging my charger in. Okay. But I do know um, when they were very young, um, I know that um, because I was working, um, I, I didn't have as much, like when they're, like the bit where you bring them up from naught to seven, I was less involved then and I felt um, like I had less, I felt I didn't have the influence. The say? Because, yeah, because kind of like, stuff is going on and you might not agree with it, um, but you're out and you come in and then, um, so it's kind of already set in flow. And so as a man, I felt like I didn't have as much influence um, over the, like the early, early years. So.
9: Maybe um, as a quickly, whether you're with the person or not in a relationship, uh maybe you've got to. You can't have that. You've either got. Sometimes you've got to make that sacrifice. Am I going to be the main bed earner, or am I going to be more involved with the children? Sometimes you can't have both. Yeah, you can't. Have no, I think that, forty hours think, of work and and forty hours bringing up the children. It's got to be one or the other.
2: Yeah, and I think given that the stereotypes, I think that's one one way that's weighted against men. So we see these double standards. Um, and now we're looking at where really, what was the cause of those double standards? And if you look at where the narrative comes from, um, the narrative came, a lot of it came from religion. So it's like, um what we believe um so okay so i've been looking one of the programs well a program i've watched recently is vikings and i find it really interesting in the so you've got the contrast of the vikings and the christians and the the different beliefs in the different gods are show like a different way of life um so um, so the christians are very rigid that like the the women don't fight the women are sacred and um sex is something to be ashamed of and um not spoken about um, and they so there, they have this very rigid set of rules whereas the vikings believe that the gods were were sort of like people, and when they fought, they fought for the gods. Um, and they they got strength from feeling that the gods were with them, and they felt that um, they felt that the gods wanted them to enj- to enjoy themselves, and so they had a much more relaxed uh, view of sex because. And it and it comes up in in one of the interactions, and they say like you know, like, oh, I feel so ashamed. I'm fighting against my passions. And the Vikings, like, why? Our our gods want us to have pleasure. Our gods want us to enjoy life. So the different idea that you have, particularly back in times when there was more superstition, when there was sacrifices and things like that, and and people were more, um, so we've moved into an age which is more secular so um we're more detached from religion and our our idea of what we believe but when we're going back in history people had more had ideas of superstition they believed that god caused illness or you've been bad um all of these things were punishments so when we're looking at what's the narrative a lot of it comes from religion and so when we're looking at um, so I just let uh Carl's, Carl's got a point, yeah.
3: I just found it really interesting that um, I saw images from the 1960s of Iran, and it was actually um, mirroring uh, the British culture of the 60s. So they drove minis, uh, women wore miniskirts but when um, I don't know if it's the other told, I'm not really clear on their political history, but I will say that when a new regime came in, um, and obviously um, attached to that was um, uh, the Muslim faith, then it went a completely different way. But it's just so um, uh, counterintuitive to see uh, that society, that culture and that people with such a long history, with uh, such a liberal attitude, and then more recently, a complete reversal.
2: Yeah, and it, it, it's it's kind of like like the Nazis completely changed the culture, and one of the ways they did that was by changing the religion um, and the education. Um, Stephen,
10: I just want to point out to you, Rob, that the Viking show is not historically accurate. It is a TV show for entertainment. Um, if you want to look on YouTube, you will find lots of information on where it's not it's not accurate. But um accepting the point that religion um, does come into it, um, it I, I don't think you want to take history from um, from that. Can
3: you yeah, just next time, Rob, if you can be historically <laughs> accurate. <laughs>
2: so um, yes, I accept um, because anything on TV is um, obviously a, um, a fictionalization. Um, but my point is that what you believe, whether it's religion, so if you look at a Buddhist culture and a Muslim culture, a Jewish culture and a um, Hindu or, or um, whatever else, or Taoist um, culture, they're going to be different because of what they believe. So, um, Okay, so, <clears throat> so most of us um, probably have grown up in a Christian um, society, and it's the one that I'm most familiar with. And when you look at it, from my perception, I haven't done research, but when you look at what Jesus talked about, um, he, for me, he talked a lot more about money than about sex. You know, it was. I, um, I've seen some references where people are, are referring, um, but it didn't seem to be a big topic. And I've heard some, obviously, we don't know, but I've heard some um, accounts that he was quite revolutionary in that he also included females in his disciples. Um, although that, if it was true, has been edited out. So, So, yeah, I I think Jesus talked far more about money than about sex. But when you look at modern religion, I think it puts a lot more emphasis on sex than money. So if you look at priests, if you're looking at um, Catholics, certainly, so a priest can't have sex, but he can have money um, and he can drink.
1: Okay, so they can't drink properly if it's just like a <laughs> on the ceremony. But they, they of course they cannot have sex because if they they have a family, they are not collecting money for a, for a church. This is one okay. of the reasons why the Catholic is not really supporting to being married against with the Protestants and the other um, branch of the same
8: Christian belief. On have... the surface, historically it's not accurate if you read what was happening in monasteries and what it was like nuns and monks were confined and they all were having sex, even worse than whatever people just read history books.
1: Of course oh. they of course they have sex, just it wasn't ob- it wasn't open. So everybody knows in Hungary in the small villages, everybody knows who was the, why the, oh, how you call it, when a maid is living in with the priest. It wasn't just cleaning and cooking. It was some other purpose mm. as well. I,
2: I did see some research on this, and that uh, 69% of priests admitted to some sexual, some sexual acts, and 49% of nuns.
7: 69?
2: Um, Come on. Apparently, I can see the argument um, that priests need to focus and how can they focus with a family? With that argument, you'd also take away money and take away drink, wouldn't you? Because I think the argument is that sex leads to lust um, and lust sort of sways you off your path and and turns you away from your path. But doesn't gluttony do that, doesn't um, greed. So anyway, so religion, when you look, there's a lot more talk about sex than money um, as I read it. So, okay, so the question is, Why? So we're going to go to the breakout rooms for for a quick discussion of why is religion so obsessed with sex? So before we go, um, does anyone disagree with the basic premise that religion is uh, obsessed with sex?
9: I just feel that that's going down a religion route and could be a bit of a messy subject for some people, maybe. Is, uh, religion could go on for days and days and hours and hours because you can start to diversify I don't, okay. I, I don't read much about religion to be honest so
2: I, okay, so we, we're going to go, it's a quick, quick one so it's five minutes but for the sake of if we're looking at what's happened in the past in religion has created the narrative which has set the laws which is led to the situation where we are now. What we're looking at is why is sex more important than money or or other things? Why is there such a focus? Okay, so we'll do it quick because this is... a. um, So we're not looking to attack any beliefs, but we're trying to understand. Everyone's entitled to their belief. If you're religious, then um, you're entitled to your belief. But what we're looking at is my perception definitely is that this it's more about sex than about um money or, or anything else in that sense so why so i'm trying to understand the reasons
5: can you repeat the question please
2: okay so we're looking at so in my perception anyway uh, from all the accounts i've seen jesus talked a lot more about money than about sex and um, from what i see growing up in religion and whatever else, there was more talk about sex than about money. So why? Why is religion picking on sex? Because I think if you're looking at the problems of the inequalities of the sex, of of the double standards, I think the origin comes from the narrative which comes from religion.
9: We're going into breakout room, I'll discuss Yeah.
2: Yeah, just for five minutes. Um,
5: and is this, and sorry, religion so, in the sense that it's all religions. Religion in the sense that it's all religions.
2: Yeah, or, or to what extent, yeah. yeah. Because, I mean, I, I, I'm not so familiar, but definitely Muslim, uh, Jewish, Christian, which are the same kind of branch, definitely have. Is this, sorry,
10: is this last letter to report back or first letter again?
2: Oh, uh, last letter. Okay. Uh, Tell everyone in your group who's already got. Okay, so uh, let me get breakout room. This is harder to do backwards. So, Megina? Gina.
0: Yeah, uh, we were discussing with uh, Mandy and we figured out that coincidentally both of us were raised Roman Catholic. Uh, Both of us were raised Roman Catholic and now no longer religious. So the big aspect we feel that religion is more obsessed with sex is because of control. It becomes a control aspect. By taking away the sex and the desire that humans have, they can be able to manipulate them into what they want them to be. And at the end of the day, they, are, they can do as they say. And maybe that's the reason why in Rome, there is a bank, but there is also a group of men who are not supposed to have sex and interact with women for a certain time because the moment they do that, maybe they will be more empowered and be able to think for themselves. That is my reasoning, our reasoning.
2: Okay, thank you. Um, Sarah. Yeah,
8: um, we were looking at it as it's more disciplined, um, and uh, trying to think now. Yeah, we're more disciplined and going back in the past um, some of the some of the um, religious workers may have sort of done things to young choir boys or whatever that maybe they shouldn't have done and um, get swept under the carpet and things um, and nowadays it's not... It's not done so often, but maybe it should be done as a discipline thing, because it maybe not shouldn't be so bad in relationships going forward, because it is a good to have to, to have some discipline where you set up the relationship first um, and not just jump in st- straight into it, and because there are so many failed relationships around and that's where things go wrong because you're that sort of drive takes over things more than what your relationship and that that sort of bond um forms first
2: okay so so what you're saying is that um sex uh, religion is trying to downplay sex so that um relig- uh, so that relationships aren't based on sex and so are based on other have more of a foundation yeah okay yeah um okay thank you uh trying to work out last name nicole
4: I knew you were going to say me, and this is the only time I haven't made notes, so I'm sorry. I'll, I'll say I'll say well, the last thing that I can we remember. Well, have
2: your word for that.
4: <laughs> Sincerely. Um, we we didn't last... see
2: your notes from the last few weeks, then.
4: There's loads of them. Careful what you wish for. Um, basically, I think we were talking about, um, in the last scenario, we were talking about um, certain religions, and we spoke about Muslim religion, because that seemed to be um, the most sort of have a most visually extreme thing in this case of um, the sexual desire, the sexual desire of women and the control of women, and that it sort of seems that um, when you look at the burqa, it seems to have been put in place by men to control their desires. As such, so it was sort of a question of why can't men control their desires? instead of controlling women and placing them in a position to control that desire for them as such. Hmm. I don't know if anyone else has got anything to add there.
2: And I think you've, you've done well. So so you, for your room, it's also about control.
5: But you can equally tie that into the whole slut-shaming, slut-shaming issue because then it makes it... Um, a curse, in, in a sense, if you stray outside of the norms of modesty as imposed by men, it wouldn't. Be, you're you're a fallen woman if you if you if you move away from that. That's the point, and that's equivalent to okay.
2: Slut. So, as in the double standard. So, okay. So, um, yeah. So. We, so we've had the arguments for control. We've had the arguments for relationship. But either, but that both of those would need for it to be equally applied, um, whereas we have the double standards in society. Is that that's what you're saying? Because I, I missed a little bit of what you said. You me? Um, no, Sandra. I missed the first little bit.
5: Oh, oh, I was just equating it to what Nicole had said um, about the men controlling the, um, the, the the women by virtue of imposing, you know, burqa and various types, that um, if you stray outside of that norm, then you become the scarlet woman, which is the equivalent of being a
2: slut. Yes, yeah, so, so you've got control in two ways, you've yeah. got physical control of... of stopping access, and then you've got control of shame. Um, uh, Carl?
3: Just wondering to get some understanding. Uh, it, I'm not sure if double standard is the correct term. So if I give you the scenario of a bar we, we used earlier, meaning that um, you know a man could be sat there for a month of Sundays and a, whim, uh, a woman wouldn't approach him, where a woman on her own at the bar could be sat there for um, five minutes and she could get approached by a large number of people. So when we say double standard, that's supposed to be it works one way and not the other. But there is a pretext. There is a societal difference there, meaning that, you know, women uh, are inundated with offers, whereas men are sort of seemingly uh, pursuing and therefore don't have that. So can you call that a double standard or is there another term or another
2: No, I think there. I think there's. um, I think when you're refining it, so like for that specific example, I think there is double standard. Yeah, I I would say it's double standards. Although, what's interesting is that the research shows that women actually initiate most relationships. They might not make the approach, but they're the one who um, invites the approach um and betty last week was talking about dropping the handkerchief and that old thing but it's actually when they've done research in bars and things of who gets picked up it's the woman that picked the man and initiated although it's the man that went over and said whatever it's the woman who actually initiated it before by the look and by whatever behavior she that you know when they're like coding what happens it's the woman's behaviour that initiates the man's um, approach, usually. Uh, Stephen, um, should I report back for my group
10: because that, that's my job? Um, oh yes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we
2: didn't. Yeah, we 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 diverged. We hadn't got to group four, but yeah,
10: we, we didn't. We didn't have a lot of time, and um, we didn't have as much time as perhaps we could have had, um, but. In answer to your question with regard to Jesus um, and the fact that he talked a lot about money, the reason he talked a lot about money because he was the anti-Roman champion and the Romans were taking money from the, because they were in occupation, from the Jews and the church was taking money from the people and Jesus was saying, hey, this is wrong, money isn't the important thing, it's the people that's important thing and it's the love and all of that. So, you know, easier for a camel to pass through the eye of a needle than a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven. So he was advocating against money um, and the love of money and he was advocating for the love of people and that's what Christians were famous for. Um, And in terms of the roles of women, um, the roles of women um, were well-defined, but they were very much in the background. They weren't mentioned at all. Um, As far as we can tell in the the Bible, they didn't really mention it very much. Um, And that's because people think that, you know, women weren't weren't supposed to say anything and they were kind of pushed to the back and they had their set roles and those weren't the same roles as as the men of that time. Um, I think there needs to be a distinction between church and religion, i.e., You know, what the people that created the religion said and what men mainly um, after that came and defined um, religion to be. And when you talk about sex, um, sex in religion um, and sex in the church really um, has been set up with with the idea of control. Um, I know that in the Muslim religion, or at least I believe so, that sex is meant for procreation. So the idea is that and um, in the same way perhaps in the Catholic church um, sex is about getting more people that believe in your religion, so therefore the idea is that you you produce children and that, that's that's the primary requirement for sex um, so I think that I think that covers what we said. Um,
2: just to just to clarify, Stephen, um, when you said the, um distinguish between the church and religion, um, what how how are you defining the church? So, what, what's the distinction in your eyes? Um,
10: so, if you look at, at Christianity, which is the primary Western religion, um, the the religion comes from, um, as you say, the words of Christ and the Bible. Um, But subsequent to that, the church comes along and puts their own spin on the whole thing. Um, So you've got the Catholic church and you have the Protestant church um, and you have different sects. You have different sects within both. And they pick out various bits and pieces of ideology that they want to promote. um, And they set up rules for, um, um, for how people should behave. Um, which are on top of, or even different to, what the what the religious um, origin um, defined. If that makes sense. So, you know, in 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 the in the Muslim religion, you you're not you're not supposed to be killing people and going off and fighting wars and all that sort of thing. But the church comes along afterwards and and defines jihad and get people to have religious wars. Um, and you know, there've been lots of wars that have been fought in the name of the church rather than. Um, in the name of religion the re- christian religion says thou shalt not kill um, but lots of uh, crusades happened and involved a lot of killing um, so that's what i define as the difference it's, it's quite complex if you see what i mean
2: okay so so the the like religion like the bible and that as in christianity and then the churches, the denominations
10: yeah the church makes up its own rules on top of the bible and picks out those bits that it likes and has done over the so whereas you were talking about um uh, you, i mean because i think the western society is very much strongly influenced by or it has been up to a certain point um, and now we're making our own way um, by christian values um and in the early church going back to roman times there were a whole set of um so a lot of the books of the bible come from um, writings that were discovered from that time and the early church taint took the choice to go and pick and choose which books it wanted to believe and which books it didn't so you had the Gnostics who believed in Mary Magdalene as a um, as a, almost a disciple um, and certainly very close and it's also believed that she lent money to the disciples to keep funding them because she was a a widow, and she had uh, she had money from that source, but the church decided to write that whole thing out and uh, to make her into a prostitute, which the Bible doesn't say at all. It it doesn't say that at all. But the church the church made that distinction so that she could be um, the fallen woman that was saved, um, but that's not written. So that's something the church has defined and has fallen into cultural norm but isn't what the religion said that makes sense
2: okay thank you uh
3: carl i just feel a bit let down tonight i came here for sex sluts and sin and instead i got jesus and you know i mean
2: what's going on okay they're coming good and and sweden also rhymes and i'm thinking of your swedish bar
1: that was still Norwegian or Danish, but not Sweden. You are, you really like the Sweden girls, yeah? So, because you always want to go there. But I think I was referring to Danish clubs. So
2: how oh, was it? Uh, oh, no, I, no, it. Oh, no, I no like, it. like the illustration. <laughs> Norway. <laughs> no way. Ah. Okay. I knew it's Scandinavian. Okay. Um, all right, so I just want to share some other ideas um, to put in context and then we'll open it up and you can talk about, um, we'll open it up to Carl's topics. Um, okay. Um, so what what we're talking about really is the gap. What we've got, I think in male female is we've got females, males, and then we've got the gap. And so what we've got in there is conflict between because any one person has a view like even within a relationship you've got two people with two different views and conflict is because each wants their own view perspective when you have a when when there's like when there's conflict then it's a battle and it's a battle for who's right who's who's who gets their way And so when you look at, so last week we looked at resources. So when you look at resources of male and female, who has the money? I I think we're going to agree it's men, yeah? So men have money.
9: Both got money, but males got more.
2: Yeah. I mean, I mean, historically, so I'm, I'm looking at a historical view of where like this conflict originated. Um, so when you look at knowledge, um, so knowledge is another resource, um, and that men had the power of that. And when you look at relationships, women were mostly restricted to outside. So they didn't have relationships of power. So yeah, they may have had relationships with the other wives, but none of them had power. So they, they weren't the one who decided, um, things, And when you look at political, economic, any kind of power, it was with men. Um, And so when you look at who writes the narrative, it's the men. And when you look at if you're going to use force, which ultimately every physical interaction, that's like the threat, the final threat. Um, So all of these, are weighted towards a man so what does a woman have Uh,
10: i think i think you need to be careful with that because um in a lot of societies and religions um in certain catholic religion the money goes to the woman so that all the money goes um for housekeeping and the the woman is responsible for maintaining the household um so the man might earn the money but the actual money goes to the woman and and that can still happen in Western society. I know, um, I knew a guy that he ended up with two pounds 60 a week to spend because that was their budget. And that's all that was left over for him to have his pocket money. Um, so it, it doesn't necessarily follow. So women have power within, um, within the family and they, they did have, they, they can have that role. Um, but what what women do have is they have the um, they have sexual power,
1: and they have poison. Don't forget the who, they... who is cooking the meal? Be careful.
2: Um, I think yeah. I think women have sex, and women have the ability to shame men. So so when we so if we're looking back, so. There was a couple of statistics I saw when I was like thinking about this. So I know um, women didn't. So when you say that women had the control of the money, they may have done, but it was with the man's agreement. But women weren't allowed to have their own money um, until the 20th century. So in like in France, in 1960, women were only allowed to work full time, married women. Were only allowed to work full time with, without their husband's consent after 1965. So um, in Australia, it was only in 1994 that a married woman could get a passport without her husband's consent. And here in the UK, it was 1991, I think, when marital rape became a crime. So
4: when was that? Sorry.
2: 1991 I, I think it's 91 it was definitely 1990s so um so I think so yeah women women may have had influence within the household but they had to be given it by the man so they may have controlled the, the money so if you look at now women control most buying decisions but that's with the man's consent well, Um, That's the like the agreement. But um, men are the ones who've always had the control. So um, I think when you're looking at power, society wide, um, we're looking at most of it comes from men. And um, so I think women had the power in the ability, like from sex, Um, and the ability to humiliate a man so you know
1: but okay you were you were right the female or women couldn't have money but the widows they could in the old societies as well so if they killed the husband they were happy
10: um the, the the other aspect is that women bring up the children yeah so they have a lot of influence so children are massively influenced by their parents and the and the mother is the one that spends the most time giving the values and and, and bringing up the children because the man is out at work
2: that, that's true which which is where um dozen's point um comes in that even even today um women have more rights um and and you like it when it goes to, if it goes to a divorce or um, whatever settlement, it tends to go in favour of the woman. Um, so definitely in child custody. So um, now opening up to, to more the subject that Carl was promised. <clears throat> okay, so w- what... Okay, so we've set some framework for. Um, I've shared my ideas of, of where I think this originated from. So, what are the big issues and, and you know, like, the whole topic of sex, double standards?
3: Well, that a woman gets to choose; she has absolute choice, whereas uh, a man has to. Um, almost be subjugated in a sense not literally but it's 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 always the woman's choice maybe that's to do with our our law system but fundamentally you know that 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 is you know you did just illustrate that with a nice big picture i probably don't need to reiterate it but that is the first thing that stands out for me uh
2: choice choice in what in what way whether to have sex or not
3: there's no like if you met you know if there was if there was the two people discussing it the man doesn't get the final ultimate say surely that's is that a thing it's not would
9: you uh, say though, would you say Carl though um, I think somebody's or outside of this group been said elsewhere whereas more men will say more women than the reverse. If a man was offered sex, not me particularly, but if a man was offered sex with nine women, he might say yes to eight of them, whereas a woman might only say yes to two of them. If That's my description that's understood. We're very sensual creatures. so uh,
8: It's because your brains are in your feather regions.
9: <laughs> for, for maybe, you know, more men than more women, they do think sometimes... Uh, with their Nether regions,
8: we're just driven very differently. I think men and women are just driven very differently. But, I think for but, women it's more of a, an emotional thing, uh, and for men it's just it's more of a physical thing. And I think that if men can just turn turn it on like that, and I don't think women can.
9: Men are also. Are, women.
8: It's Back also.
5: Beg to differ, Julie. Beg to differ.
9: Also
0: done. Yeah, I, I beg to do also because of the current situation. Let's look at the current generation. No offense. Most of us are thinking as the old generation. Instagram. Of late, what labelings are coming up? Polyandry, polyamory, polygamous. Why? Because men and women are equally having sex and they are open in the younger generation and not shaming each other. But as older generation, we are still stereotyping ourselves and saying that if a woman has sex with two men, she's a slut.
5: Or that women do, are, are not able to just be carnal about the whole thing and just give in to desires. I don't agree with that. I think that we are just, maybe our second brain, as I call it, is not as um, visible, but it is the... We <laughs> yeah, do. I, I then, think it was limitation you know, of environment. Come on. We are carnal just like men. It's just that we have a little bit more self-control, I think.
1: I think um. it's not, not not just self-control. If you just think about it, what that said, the men are more willingly accepting offer for sex. The men probably doesn't need to they don't need to worry about they be killed during during the sex because you know, it's like or or abuse or any other um, way to yeah. can I can I agree yeah. with Agnes? At the end of the day, I think I, I kind of agree with Sandra that women are just as carnal, but at the end of the day, we also have to think about our safety.
5: I agree, I agree wholeheartedly. And that 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 to me is the um the, the self-control that I was talking about. We have a lot of things to think about before we actually act. But fundamentally, I don't think that um, we can't be as turned on as men, but we um, have to look at the practicalities of our safety, et cetera, et cetera, those, those other things. And those barriers we go through first before we we decide, okay, let's go for it.
1: Yes, I agree.
8: Can I say something,
11: please? Sorry. Sorry, I I was outside and my connection wasn't stable. um, So I didn't speak. Uh, But I think actually religion has got this right. Uh, The concept is correct. The method is not necessarily because money is physical and uh, sex should be spiritual because sex is about um, two people, two cells merging into one. Sex is physical. I'm I just, I was just telling it. you the
1: sex is physical thing.
11: So, um, sex is more important than money in the spiritual sense, and the religious—I mean, really, religion—is more or less about spirituality. So they got the concept correct. And also think about if people do not control their sexual desires, they let it uh, roam free, the families will become destabilized. And that's very detrimental to
3: rearing children. I think that's a little bit extreme And I think there's a level of appropriation. So, for example, in the modern world, people who are, say, 18 to 27, why not go out and have fun, enjoy yourself, have experiences, go to clubs, bars, party, you know, actually get experience. But then maybe you might have a point that when a woman, um, her biological clock is running down, that there's a possibility that it, you know, when she's still clubbing at 38 39 there might be a destabilization of society and families and womanhood but i think it's just time appropriate and you do find that people will start to settle or or find a more meaningful way of or a different not less meaningful but a different way of life around 27 or so perhaps
1: that's
11: why most religious or spiritual people are people um uh older who are older and uh, after they have explored uh, material p- uh, pursuits and uh, pleasure-seeking activities such as uh, uh, promiscuity. And then they haven't found meaning. So they turn to, and they realize that uh, has more about the
3: there is more to the life uh, to life than just those uh, uh, pursuits, but it's fun. It's awesome going <laughs> clubbing, loud music, or having sex. is It's great, and yeah. Once you do get to a, about forty, you'll be the oldest swinger in town, and you'll probably look a bit weird if you're still doing it. But if, if you're still having fun, why does it matter? But that sounds to me so stifling, like. I think Danny just wrote something in context, which I'm echoing, which is people should be able to enjoy themselves and have fun without the sense of fear or stigmatization. And, you know, partying's good. I, I, uh, I think that's a because
11: I wish you could. have never been loved or loved someone genuinely. Because if you have, then. Uh, having sex with other people in pubs or a bus with random people definitely is not that fun. You cannot have sustainable uh, mm-hmm. satisfaction from that kind of activities. And you can have. People, I who think. Really, people who have purpose in life do not have such strong desires to do, don't um, have much Se, desire Se to pleasure. Yes?
2: We Okay, so we all have different opinions. Um, So when we're saying should, that's saying that everyone um, should believe as I believe. And what we're talking about is these two points of conflict. And so it's about understanding each other. But if we're making judgments of what's right and wrong, we're imposing our beliefs on someone else. So... Everyone's entitled to their beliefs and everyone comes to their beliefs from their experiences, their culture, the conditioning, all the experiences they've had in life, make them believe what they believe. And maybe what you believe is better and maybe it's not, but we don't have the right to impose on anyone else. So we can't say that everyone should do what we do because otherwise we're becoming a dictator
11: Okay, I apologize if I said "should." I should be more careful with it, my it, words. But it, it's
2: uh, like, speaking it, it's from it's okay, experience, I'm just
11: I'm,
2: ju- I'm just um, explaining because before you go down that path, that you're entitled to believe what you want, and so is everyone else. Yes. So, yes. so you can say that you advocate and you believe that's that's a higher purpose, um, but. You can't tell anyone else they're wrong for having a different opinion.
11: Yes, I apologize if I uh, for having used "should." I don't remember what I said, but uh, I should be more careful with the words I use. But speaking from experience, I have only found purpose recently in the past few years. Uh, While well, before, I was living. Um, uh, from Miss Cure's life. But I found uh, I lose interest in people quickly. I, I, I novelty drove me. So I could uh, I had, I could desire be new people, but uh, after a while I just lost interest in them. And that at the time probably I thought it was fun because I had I didn't have anything better to do. But uh, now, looking back, for me, it wasn't fun. It was quite empty. Mm. Speaking for, uh, from my own experience, can I just no judgment applied.
5: Can I just interject? Um, I think we need to be careful of how we use the terms. Um, there There is sex, and there is love, a loving relationship. Um, and we are conflating the two, in some in some respects. And I think we are um, getting into some difficulties by confining the interpretation of what we mean, you know, by enjoying sex and having um, and being able to look at sex from the viewpoint of male and females as equal partners, um, and the whole notion of of, of sex being spiritual. Uh, all the every sexual experience is not necessarily a spiritual one we have sex for different reasons and um we equally we can equally enjoy all of those or most of them um you know so i think we need to be open as to how we look at what sex for all of us you know it might be a not the same for everybody but there are there overlaps and I think we can have some common common ground to discuss the subject.
11: Yes we'll have different paths but can I, can uh, I, speaking can I... of my previous uh, sorry um, my promiscuity before I was talking about in relationships but after a few months I just lost the interest in men in but I got to know them.
2: Okay, um, so we got Stephen and I didn't
11: Con- genuinely love them. Oh.
2: Okay, well, thank you for sh- for sharing, Fei Wu. Um, we got Stephen and Carl, who are eager to to jump in.
10: Um, yeah, what I what I would say is that when we were talking about slut shaming and all that, I, I think of that as, as very old-fashioned historical and that these days anything goes. Um, but what I would say is that culturally, because um, I'm, you know, being, being older, I remember the 70s and um, attitudes were different. So attitudes towards, um, and those, and that's a good reason, and that was to do with birth control and reliability of birth control. Um, so parents didn't expect their children to go out and just do whatever because they didn't want an unexpected pregnancy um, without outside of marriage they didn't want to have to pay for and bring up um their grandchildren in the same house as their daughter so that that aspect was there um and the other aspect was that um, perhaps guys and and women expected to have a um a single singular relationship so the the man was maybe getting a virgin or or someone of less experience um because there would be and was maybe a lot of um difficulty around sex and you know you basically had two inexperienced people that were getting married and that was kind of what was expected and that's going back to the 70s when birth control wasn't as reliable and since then we've had a sexual revolution but I think that some of the cultural and expectations have carried over from that time and that you know as as we've said we've got mixed up ideas of what's okay and what's not which is perhaps what we're we're experiencing um, a little bit Um, and that um the 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 changes that we've made um of having quite marked differences in in society and that's evolving so um with promiscuity you do get you do get problems in that we do have um, a higher number of um unwanted pregnancies we do have um children if you like 14 year olds having sex um we do have um We do have children that are put into care and that aren't being taken on because we're not building um, in the same way or at the same time, the family units and family units have kind of broken down to some extent, um, which is why house prices have gone up because there are a lot more single people. So 20 percent of families are now single parent families, which is quite big differences in in terms of culture. Um, and it also means that as people get older, um, there's a lot of older people that are on their own um, and um, actually a higher number than 20 percent. It, it's more like 50 to 60 percent of, of, of elderly people are on their own and that results in in loneliness in, in older age. So um, I think there's other cultural differences as well in that. Um, if sex is just something for pleasure, the partners you might choose um, are going to be those that you you fancy, those that are good looking, or those that can show you a good time and spend the money on you. Um, and so, what that means is that when people do come to settle down, um, they have they have that value set when they're looking for a partner. So, whereas in the past you might be looking for somebody that was stable and was going to give you a a solid family, and you were going to build that family together when you were young, people are now moving towards that in later life when they're in their 30s. And that means, unfortunately, some people, because they then only have 10 years to sort of get it together, don't actually manage that. So you do have a a higher proportion of women who don't actually have a child um, because of whatever reason. But um, so whereas it was expected that people were going to get married and have children, that's not always the case. And that means but let's, that you let's have... just
3: look at this for a second, because we did bring up religion earlier. Right? Yeah, yeah. So when people are, let's just say in the marriage context, there's actually statistically a high number of women who would report that they never had orgasms, that sex was a functional service as part of being in that marriage bracket. And that makes unhappy people, unhappy individuals, and therefore a larger, unhappier society. So why should people be in unfulfilling situations just to come under the bracket of marriage? And although it has some plus points for society and for individuals, the biggest thing that we should be looking for, and this is why we're all here, is to be happy in relationships. Ergo, that having a shit sex life really sucks like or or it doesn't but it's terrible nobody wants that so moving forward i can say that um as a slut (laughs) i can say that having had sexual experiences has allowed me to see that with some women it's like um it's like a lukewarm tea you can just sip it and it's fine. Other ones are like piping hot coffee and you're like spill it no. <laughs> no. I don't forget I said that. But so there's a difference there is so much more to this than just the I do and the vows and the commitment and, and the deeper stuff. If you can have both I think people would be happier rather than that traditional model.
2: I, I think what, what we've got here is there's a clear two two points of view. So there's one, what's good for society, and there's what's good for people. So um May yes. I think really
4: what does that even mean, what's good for society?
2: Okay, so, so I think what Stephen gave us was an argument of um the case for political action and for um correct me if i'm wrong but the the idea that it's good for society if people are in a marriage and all that kind of thing um and then carl spoke for individual happiness um
10: i I correct you if i'm wrong i was giving you information not judgment so i wasn't i wasn't advocating anything i wasn't saying i wasn't advocating marriage what i was saying is that our culture and our society have changed and that has had some negative effects for both individuals and for society so when you talk about society the birth rate in this country is now 1.8 so whereas when I was growing up it was 2.4 that was the average and that's what they'd all quote, quote for cars which meant that just the the um The number of people in this country was staying the same because some people wouldn't get married and wouldn't have that point and that point four was what made that difference um you've now got 1.8 which means that the population is decreasing um which is in in
2: a world in a world where we've got over overpopulation isn't that a good thing uh
10: it is and it isn't um the the uh the problem with our society or our country if you like with a decreasing population is that the population is aging more because of health care and that means that you don't have enough young people to support the old people because the old people aren't working and therefore we've had to bring in people from abroad in order to provide care for older people which is where we have brexit and we have uh social disturbance due to um due to different cultures being spread into our country and our and our existing culture so it has stirred things up it's not all a good thing I agree with you in the end if there was less people that would be a good thing, but if you look at Japan, they really really do have a problem with uh, the number of children because people just aren't getting together, and they're not having kids.
5: But that's precisely the point Stephen if you're not enjoying it, then you won't get together and we need to enjoy it so that we can get together. The choice is whether when we get together we decide to procreate or just do it for fun, but at least we are getting together so the other part of the equation could possibly um, give rise to some offspring, but if we are not enjoying it, we ain't going to do it that's the point. that's the fundamental issue I think. that's the difference and i think
1: the of, other thing is you the woman has choice now they
5: do. we, we, we don't <laughs> they,
0: need to we don't
1: need too. to give a birth if we don't want and just a thirty or forty years ago that was the that was the occupation of the woman
10: that, birth come but on but can, actually, I, can i clarify <laughs> <buy that>, some <laughs> of
1: this
11: because uh, i think from uh according to Mm, you guys' reactions from uh, by what I said earlier, I was applying any judgment. I wasn't because I actually do not believe that we have free will. So I, I don't shame, I don't judge anyone. Um, but I have a curious question to ask the guys in this group if they want to answer either anonymously or um, or, or not. How many times a day can you go?
9: <laughs> <laughs> We're expecting that. <laughs>
3: is it, is this, wait, is this a weekday or a week a Sunday morning?
8: I think I would go where?
11: Even day on the woman, wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. Can you go whenever the woman wants?
2: Okay, uh, okay. Well, I'll I'll leave that open for. I'd say a hard yes.
3: I'll go for that. Nobody else? Uh,
11: Sorry, how many times?
3: Um, Probably about 17, including um, toilet breaks.
7: Uh, Carl, Carl, just so you know, this is not an interview, okay? (laughs) (laughs) I think you need the breakout room.
11: (laughs) Well, I'd like to share my sex life. um, I think now I'm, um, I know a few weeks ago, Um, I talk about my relationship problem, but we are back together now. And actually I have realized that uh, um, I have learned a new word called twin, a new phrase, twin flame. And uh, mm, I've been having the most satisfying sex I have ever had with my current boyfriend, because we are twin flames. And to talk about money and sex, I don't care about money at all. Um, I'm willing to share whatever uh, with my boyfriend and let uh, him to handle all the finances. And uh, what I have is actually um, a bit substantial according to many people's opinions. But what I do care is my boyfriend's Faithfulness. So if he has sex with anyone else, or even he um, one, if he wants to have sex with anyone else, then he's out. Because once the trust is broken, then it's definitely no longer. The, the trust is very sacred. And then the relationship definitely is broken.
2: Um, there's there's a, a something else I, I wanted to to talk about. Referring back to at the beginning, I shared um, Oscar Wilde's quote, which is that everything is about sex, um, except sex, um, and sex is about power. Um, and so, one of the things that I wanted to ask was often, so like we talked about the that it's men that um, are most keen for sex most open to sex um, chase sex most um, yet yeah, many women will be in a relationship and f- will be in a relationship and one with a man that doesn't want to have sex um, so, how does that equate to men always been up for it?
11: So what's the question? So, man doesn't want to have sex with the woman he's in yeah. a relationship with. Yeah. That's probably because the man is not feeling genuinely loved and he's on a survival mode. If he's loved, probably he can go 10 times a day whenever the woman wants.
2: Okay. Um, okay, so uh, I, again there are many women that um, that's not their experience. Um, Nicole?
4: Um, I'll come back to my point because it was about something earlier.
2: Okay. Okay. Uh, Carl? I have a question.
3: Um, How long do you think couples or potential couples should wait before having sex. There's um a guy, chat show host, um what's his name? Steve,
0: the, Harvey, the 90 oh,
3: days. yeah, 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 yeah. And That's he wrote it's what it's a little crap.
0: <laughs> sorry about the language.
3: Okay, no. no <laughs> oh, I'm have... <laughs> here. Yeah.
0: Oh, I YouTube's... think it should be about when the people decide if you want to have sex the first hour you meet with the person as long as the situation is safe, that's up to you. If you want to wait for 90 days, that's up to you. We, we don't have to have a defined time of when people should have sex. We need to stop limiting interactions about it when it comes to individual happiness. And like we all came from, we said, all this stemmed from religion. And I feel that it's about time that we start accepting that I am an individual. And as long as I'm not physically or emotionally hurting another human being, I'm entitled to do what is happy for me.
5: Long live Boris Becker and the cupboard.
11: Okay, God (laughs) actually wants us to have sex. That's why he says a man should leave his parents and cleave unto his wife and the two shall be become one. But different religions have different interpretations. But uh, my, I believe in God, not a religion. Mm, my understanding is God wants us to have pleasure with our partner. And uh, I'll give you another example why I'm not uh, shaming every, anyone, because I had sex with my boyfriend on the first date.
3: Yeah, but how do you feel about that God was watching you while that was happening?
11: Oh, uh, God, I think uh, God wanted me to have sex with him because uh, I'm naturally impulsive. um, And I like instant gratification. Uh, I don't think it would have mattered if we waited, we just have delayed the unavoidable anyways.
3: Well, I'm um, not
11: doing anything against my conscience. So,
3: well, put it this way I'm a, I am would consider myself quite rebellious against a lot of institutions and norms and social norms. But what I have come to learn in myself is that even if it's not sex, anything you do that, that has a level of vulnerability or openness, the after effect of that can leave you triggerable or, or more sensitive in some ways. So, by getting that deep with sex, although some say, yeah, all right, it can just be fun and a jump, but with somebody who you connect with and there's a vibe, if you open up too quickly, even about like your past or your hurt or your pain, um, that can leave you just as vulnerable as jumping in the sack too quickly. I mean, this is my theory. I I don't know that it's solid, but I, I do feel that given some time The real truth of it for me is that you will bond on your friendship, your conversations, um, rather than lust, emotion, passion, all of which, um, like a fire, will burn up but will fade out. But actually connecting with somebody, liking their mind, enjoying their sense of humour, enjoying their time, being in their company and liking them for who and what they are, I don't think that burns out. We have friends for life that we've known for years. So that's my theory, anyway. You <laughs>
2: use uh, yeah, well, the
11: shoe to the judgment.
0: Yeah, you're stereotyping, <laughs> Carla. I have a friend who has been married for the past 15 years and she had sex with a boyfriend within the first two hours of meeting. So yeah. in, people are different. We are individuals. Yeah. And yeah. the way we want. depends the individuals.
11: The way we want, exactly.
0: Some people can be like this and some people can be other. Your experience is not my experience.
3: I didn't say it was. I'm, I'm not telling you what to do. I'm just saying that. But now you've said that, do you know what? It makes me realise that I'm doing this as a protection mechanism, nothing else.
2: So, yeah. I, I, think, I think there's two, like there's two extremes there's like sleeping with everyone and sex doesn't matter. And sex is just this. And then there's the extreme of you must do this and you must wait however, like however long or not even have sex until you're married. And the key is that one is someone telling you what to do. And one is you acting on your instincts that may lead you astray. And there is a danger in sex in it being that the last can become damaging. So, I think it is true. Um, what you've said is, is that you need to know what the sex is about. And if it's done from an emotionally sound place, um, so sex can be damaging um, because people can, you know, like a lot of people after a breakup will go on a sex spree. Um, and it's because they're using sex as a distraction and sex can be used for validation. Sex can be used for attention. Sex can be used for comfort. It can be used as a tool. So whenever it's used in any of those um, ways, then it it, it becomes impure. Um, and so it's really, the key is that, and what I was trying to get at with, like, why, why is it that men are in a long relationship, won't have sex with a woman, but they're watching porn. And I think what it's about is that sex isn't about the physical act. It's because it's become, and I think one of the reasons why men want to have sex um, so readily is it becomes about conquering. And because the conquering is not about sex, but it's about, look at me, I'm attractive. Look at me, I I can win over, I can seduce. And so sex can be damaging, it can be addictive when it's not used um, with an emotionally sound basis. So um, I think it doesn't matter. I, I, I don't think anyone has the right, personally, this is, again, my view, but I don't think people have the right to impose on you. And equally, we don't want to use it as a distraction or as um, yeah, exactly. It's the same as credit cards, alcohol. And, and what I'm saying is that it's no different. Um, and there shouldn't be like, there, there's a level of shame in someone who's promiscuous and sleeping around that there isn't about someone who's um, uh, maybe eating too much. Um, but it's exactly the same thing. It's that we're using something as a distraction we're using something else as a tool and so i think it's about not i think like all of the religions i think they have a point in the fact that gluttony um, greed all of these things can lead us astray sex can can if 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 we don't use it intelligently but i think the point that fay wu made was that eventually if if you um, have sex um, without, j- just just for the fun, just for whatever, eventually uh, that loses its appeal. Um, and I think a, a great, there's two books on this, um, and I think the second book is, is the one that really answers it, but Neil Strauss talked about the game where he learned how to pick up women, um, where he could have any woman he wanted, well, not basically, he could have his choice of women. Um, and then the truth is where he found that unfulfilling, um, and it led to addiction and all of these kind of issues. So, this is kind of one of those things that you, it's about managing um, and not letting it dominate you, but not being afraid of it or being ashamed of it or um, whatever. It's the the, the, f- the final physical
10: question that I was about
5: to ask um, is that what is sex what does sex mean to you as an individual forget about the partnering with somebody else to have sex but what is sex to an individual and then what is it to you and what what does it do for you why do you need to have it as a person as an as an individual um are you in a relationship with someone who does not see sex the same way you do, does not view it the same way, does not have the same sex drive as you, um, then those become questions that you ask within the relationship. But I think as individuals, we have to understand what sex means to us first and foremost. And then on that basis, we can then look at a sexual relationship that we have with someone in a, in a, in, in, in a um, partnership and understand whether or not it is fulfilling what our expectations of a good sex life is for us.
11: For me, sex is a cell connection which wasn't the case in my previous relationships. Um, of course. I, I, I'm just
2: going to throw out, um, just to add to that question, because I think um, Sandra's raised some really um, significant points. So is it like, is there different types of sex? So what is, when you think about what does sex mean to you? So I think it can just be meaningless or it can be meaningful. Um, So um, does it, does it always mean the same thing to everyone or is it, or is it? um, No, of
1: course not. Sometimes it's just, you need to release your, (laughs) sense <laughs> and the sex is good for that
5: sometimes it's just playful sometimes it's
3: just a good rum yeah I was just thinking of a, a story I instantly regret sharing this now but I remember when I was 16 we used to go to this club and um, these two girls come around and one pointed to her friend and she said she likes you I was like, okay now unbeknown to me half the town had banged her like a Salvation Army drum But we used to have house parties afterwards and she came back and she'd stay over, but she wouldn't sleep with me. I mean, she did eventually. but And that goes to show that like what Sandra was saying, that she was obviously having her fun everywhere else, but she actually did like me, therefore abstained from it somewhat. So, yeah, like Rob was saying, the the value placed uh, appropriately in different contexts.
11: And I ask a question to the guys here? If you, when you want to have sex and your partner doesn't, how do you feel?
9: It just depends what reason they give, and maybe it's the truth.
11: Can you elaborate on the reasons, please?
9: She could be tired, but is she really telling the truth? She could be too drunk. She could be considering what she's up to the next day, so thinking, well, no, I don't, I don't want to be... It's 2 o'clock in the morning, I just want to go to sleep, so...
1: you had a headache.
9: Yeah, is that the truth? Do you get me? That's why I said it. and is it the truth?
8: Stress, illness? She peed
9: off. Is she actually annoyed at you? But she's using sex as a weapon, saying, no, you're not having any, because I'm just going to be stubborn with you.
4: It's simply not in the mood.
2: Sex
3: is a weapon, the love gun,
2: right.
11: Do you feel disappointed or hurt? When I think it depends
2: doctor? on what you, what, what you see the reason is. If you feel okay. like it, it reflects on you, then someone's going to be disappointed and hurt. So I think it's individual. I, I, I think a lot of people, I see a lot of people will ask questions like this as if it's the same for everyone, but everything is in all of life is individual we experience it individually. So I don't think there's any one answer. And I think the best answer is if you ask the person.
11: Okay. How do you tell whether the reason was about you or her? I think that's one of the problems. By the words she used or by your own perception?
2: Well, I think everyone makes their own perception. And, um, that's where a lot of problems come because our perception isn't always reality.
10: I think there's a difference between sex and intimacy, if that makes sense. So you might not be in the mood to, um, to have, uh, you know, intercourse, but you can still be intimate and still, you know, have a cuddle or whatever, if that makes sense. Um, but if the intimacy is completely withdrawn, then that's a different story. If somebody's just giving you a cold shoulder, then
3: no, sorry, I cannot just lie there and have a cuddle. I
10: no, <laughs>
3: <laughs>
5: why
11: not? <laughs> Can I ask another question, um, to guys? Do you generally, genuinely get enough sex in your relationships? Well, I, think, I think one of the
2: one. Of, one of the key arguments is money and sex, and it's about how much. Sorry, were you about to say something, Sarah?
8: Sorry, yeah, it's different for everyone, isn't it? I mean, mm. everyone's got a different sex drive, and it, it just depends on the person and how much they do during the day and how much they, well, yeah, how much they want it, basically. Okay,
11: if you are getting enough in your relationship, hands up. If not, don't say anything. Hands down. But <laughs> well, nobody's getting enough. I
4: haven't in a pandemic time. at the minute, aren't we? So you know what I
8: mean? <laughs> Many of us are going, well,
6: enough, you know,
8: I've not adding it for like four years. <laughs> okay, for, about for enough, those who are like living zero, together
2: zero, zero,
11: zero, zero. <laughs> <laughs> zero, in how long?
2: Well, I, I think these are one of the things these are people always ask. And you can look up. There are surveys um, of averages, well, but what's averages. The average? But averages are. There's always in any statistics. There's averages, and there's it's random. And it, and in, I don't think these are questions that you can get di- um, direct answers to.
5: But a question about sex has to also deal with the issue of self love, i.e., things like masturbation and um, cyber sex and various forms of. Well, self-love and and other kinds of love. For want of a better word.
11: What about phone sex or video sex?
5: Yeah, that's the one. Virtual sex, yeah. Okay. I forgot the the term. <laughs>
11: <laughs> well, I had a phone sex with my boyfriend before we met. So of course. That made it easier for us to have sex on the first date. Okay. And that was my uh, only and the first
2: phone sex ever in my life sorry, um sorry. okay so um sandra did you have a more specific question or, or area to
5: oh no i was just throwing it out to say yeah um yeah just 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 throwing it out because um we're talking about sex um but sex with respect to a relationship of some kind mm. um be it a one night stand or whatever it is with another yeah and i was just broadening it that's all yeah
2: was... um yeah it, uh, i mean that that's the, that's the kind of the point I, I was well one of the points i was making about um where, where men will watch porn and masturbate rather than be intimate. Um, well,
3: can, can I, yeah, I just wanted to add on that, actually, that, um, uh, sorry, this is quite a, uh, not a very nice term, but there's a term and it's called being a pillow princess, meaning that, that your partner is not um, sexually uh, engaging back or e- even in any sort of intimate way. And I know that I was in a relationship whereby... I would rather go have a shower than like go through the whole process and the energy of everything and that was a sad state of affairs but that's kind of where, where it got to after a number of years so
11: can i ask a question to to people who date both sex here what is more, more satisfying sex with men or women
2: well i i well, I'll leave the question open, but I, I think, um, again, it's individual. But if anyone wants to comment.
11: Please do. I'm curious.
4: I think it varies quite considerably. And it just depends on the person.
1: Yeah, it is always just the person who, who you sex mm-hmm. with. It it's, doesn't matter. And I think it's, you know, it's a different experience. Right? You cannot can compare, really, the two things. This is a really different
2: version of the Um, sex. Okay, so
11: can I ask what women can do that uh, man can't for you? Try it and see. (laughs) (laughs) Good (laughs) answer. (laughs) What? Sorry, what was the answer? I
1: missed it. Try and see. Explore. Sorry, what's the word?
9: (laughs)
0: can someone type it for
9: me Um,
5: okay
0: so what i was about to say at the end of the day i feel it's more about sexual compatibility you can have sex as a woman with another woman and have the best experience but i can also have sex with another man and have the best experience and have sex with another woman and have the worst experience so the question is how much compatible are we are we in sync? Does she like what I like? Does he like what I like? So it's individual. We can't just generalize and say, oh, I prefer this. or I prefer that.
5: It also depends on if you meet, if, you, if you're having sex with somebody who is so engrossed in the performance and that person is performing and they're ticking their own boxes, they don't care about your boxes. And it, when they are finished to their satisfaction, that's that's it for them. It's not about meeting um, halfway. It's not about co- co- um, a communion of 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 two people. and And then you have those who are so concerned about their performance, you know the the ones who will ask you, "How was it for you? Was I good enough, blah, blah, blah blah. <laughs> Don't even go there. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> did you, did you, whatever, you know, the, uh, okay. Yeah, right. Like but the
3: survey. Uh,
1: <laughs> yeah, but it's like You need to take a note. Yeah, that was
7: like, really good. Yeah. Done after... <laughs>
1: 5 out of 10 or 8 out of
5: 10. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's not it. If you find somebody who is actually open and is willing to um, give of themselves and allow you to be yourself, I think that would be good sex.
6: (laughs) That's very good point, Sandra, especially if you're thinking about mysteries. You know, it's just don't need to speak. It's the person actually know what you want. Why we want to know the end of the movie if actually we will not enjoy. So that's the best one when you actually don't need to speak and you get more or less as the experience, just experience the important, not what you get literally. Mm.
3: I've been saying this for years,. Janos. I wish women would just not speak and it would make everything better. Not really. I didn't mean that. No.
7: you can try.
0: Can I ask there's Do men fake there. orgasms?
6: You think they can? Yes they do?
0: Yes. I believe they can, because it depends with the person they are with. If they don't feel the girl or they don't feel the man, they'll just fake it so that they come out of there. And going back to Rob's question, why do men watch porn when they have a woman? It's because of a fantasy they have created that their partner cannot fulfill it. And they feel that that porn can be able to provide that euphoria experience. I read that in a survey the other day.
2: I I think... (laughs) I think that's true and I also think the other part of it is so yeah it, it's like the fantasy um and uh, also like when you bring in Julia's comment in, in the chat it's about um so it's about the fantasy and it's also about the fear of not being able to match um to live up to it in reality um and so it's about like in in order so so like if if a man is not interested and not um interested in in satisfying uh, his partner well it really shows you something about the person and it's a shortcut to how they're going to treat you in a relationship um because it shows a, a level of selfishness and so to really um like really be satisfying for sex to really be satisfying is really about then like at a level where you have a connection and all of all of that stuff there's about a level of intimacy and vulnerability and all that that has to be involved in it um and so often it's just easier not to show up not to have to um live up it, it, it can be challenging and confronting and so some people can just um not be willing to to give that much of themselves. Um Nicole
4: You're right there. Um you said about um when like one partner goes and masturbates um it's kind of because there's something sort of missing or what have you um you know you can't fill a fantasy but don't don't you do you think it's I don't know, I kind of feel it's healthy, even within a relationship, for both partners to be able to masturbate and enjoy themselves as well. And I've had this in in a previous relationship with a male partner, um, happened to mention that he'd done that. And for me, it was quite, I don't know, I I enjoyed the fact that he was coming to talk to me about it, and that shocked him considerably. Mm. And I wanted to know about it, you know, I just wanted to explore that with him. And that was really, that sort of took him back a wee bit as if that was out of the ordinary. I just thought, do uh, really well, think it's healthy. Well, if you're just
1: a simple, just you want to be selfish because if you have a sex, you need to think about your partner normally. But if you just masturbate, it is just you, it's about you and your pleasure and you don't need to share with anybody and you don't need to worry about the other person is having a good time or a bad time or who cares because it is just about you and why you, of course, you can you can masturbate in a relationship as well. It's, it's mm. just you, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's our own time. It's a bit different as
4: well, isn't it? Do you not think having sex with someone and masturbating, obviously, you know, you get to the orgasm, but it's still a little bit different mm. as well. Yeah, it mm. is. It's and I, well, I, I think I
2: think the problem comes, though, uh, the problem that I was talking about, just to be clear, is about a men, man that wouldn't have sex with their partner. Um, not as in like they were they were just having a one off, but those like no no I don't want sex oh no I don't want sex I don't want sex. and then th- that's really what I'm talking about. And again, I think it's not about um, what you do; it's about really within the bigger context. So, <laughs> like, like if it's an avoidance, um, then it becomes unhealthy. Um, so, <clears throat> I'm not sure who's next. Who wants to jump in?
9: We're just
5: going to I was going to say that we are forgetting about men's feelings, and sometimes men are conscious um, of an issue that they don't want to discuss, and they feel very conscious about it, and that can contribute to them not wanting to have sex at that, you know, for that for a period, um and so sometimes it's not just that they don't want to have sex, but something is an issue that is. And they're very conscious about it. They don't want to feel um, embarrassed about discussing it, and so they they they, they hide they hide from sex.
2: Mm. There, there is a lot more pressure on men in sex. Yeah, because men have to. Sorry.
6: Basically, most of the times the men's might get the performance uh, pressure. You know, especially from the work especially from the bedroom as well, because men sometimes it's coming out that stigma to be, oh, men's have to provide. If it's sex not good, it's the man's fault. How often coming out that? How often you listen that? And they're putting pressure on them. They actually need to be, you know, good at work, good at home, good with the children, good everywhere. And they feel sometimes that pressure where they cannot really express it, that out could be that's one of the issues. As Sandra said as well, it's bothering them something, but they don't even know what could be.
11: Can I ask uh, another uh, question?
2: Be possible. Um, just Carl's okay. hand up and then your next favor.
3: I was just gonna say, you know, I, I don't mind sharing a personal experience, and it really a light bulb just went off for me a moment ago because I realized that um, in, in my last serious relationship. When we were first together, you know, it was um, extremely animalistic and it was incredible and all of that. But by the time at the end, it had become once a week, uh, poor, like, like, you know, 15, 20 minutes at best. And all of that was actually based upon how happy we were together. And we were. We were functional to some degree. So what I'm trying to say is that actually... I think good sex does depend on the happiness and the connection that you have with someone, for me anyway, for like a really deeper experience. So you have to have a good relationship. I mean, you can just have the stuff that's light and not really, you know, I mean, there is that, but for something that's deeper than, yeah.
10: Um, in, in answer to your question, Rob, I've, I've just Googled it up um, and um, I think with all of these subjects, it's not simple. Um, n- none of it ever is. But some, some of the ideas that are there are um, low testosterone, no attraction, so you've lost interest, performance anxiety, self-sufficiency, um, uh, boredom, um, affairs. Um, but I think that um, in a relationship, in a loving relationship, there are emotional issues and psychology comes in there quite a lot. And that um, so you can make yourself vulnerable, but that vulnerability can be walked over, um, whether deliberately or, or not. Um, and also uh, psychology can have um, historical reasons so it's not necessarily what's happened in that relationship it's something that's happened previously Um, and you can get hung up on stuff without even knowing why then there isn't an obvious reason Um, and it's not about um, uh, sort of saying well why is this like this it's more about how do you sort of chill out and kind of take some time out and um, give yourself a chance to kind of get through that if that makes sense um rather than because i think um i I, i've never experienced it but i know that a lot of guys have problems with um what's the word um impotency um that's that's maybe not the right word because i think that's a permanent thing but you know what i mean you can't perform you just can't do it or whatever um and it's not a simple question you know there's a lot there's, it's a psychological thing it's an emotional thing maybe but there may be lots of reasons and if it happens to people then I, I think the worst thing that can happen is um if there's additional pressure put on that and it's like well why is it like that and you know and start questioning it i think my my perception is it's best to sort of stop thinking about things and give yourself a chance to focus and kind of re- kind of get a balance if that makes sense I think I think emotions and life are about balance Um, and sometimes things are out of balance without you knowing why and sometimes you just need to find the balance it could be stress from job it could be all sorts of different things
2: I I think that's true and I think the the weight of and that's why one of the issues why I wanted to talk about the weight of what we put on sex makes all of that worse because it's like if you if you can't perform you're not a man, um, and so yeah, I think there's a lot of weight of things. Um, Janos, I, I I realize I've been saying your name wrong. Uh,
6: yeah, basically, I just want to add it for Stephen what he was saying. It's very true, and the recent research what came out, it's literally saying over ninety percent of the men struggle with that. However, they never really speak about. They never really able to open about this stuff. They never really realize. It's actually happening with um...
2: them. Yeah, I I, I know um, talking to people um, that there seems to be quite a significant issue for, for, say, like men of my age. Um,
11: What's your age?
2: um, I'm
11: 49.
2: Okay. So you've got a few (laughs) years yet, probably. Stress? Well, I think I think there's there's people who have heart conditions, people who have diabetes, but like Stephen said, there's lots of lots of causes.
3: Is it also fair? Um, oh, yes, sorry, sorry. I, no. I was just going to quickly say, I think it can, in my experience, be fair to say, um, it also depends on the other person that you're with. Sometimes it can be great, and then other times you might have. Uh, well, I, I say other. I mean me. Yeah, there've been people where there just hasn't been that really good. Chemistry and energy, and it's been a poor performance. Other, but then maybe a, not a week later, but, but later, it's not an issue with somebody else where it's you know flowing. So, yeah.
5: but also, I think the yardsticks that men use to judge their performance don't necessarily coincide with the woman's uh, evaluation of said performance, and sometimes men are just a little bit too harsh on themselves. And so it's. It, I think communication in that regard is really key because uh, I think um, getting the response from your partner can also alleviate a lot of the tension and the stress that you're feeling about how you are performing and what you're doing, you may realize that, oh, all these things, these doubts that you have in your head really are not that important in the scheme of things. It's all about the pressure that you think that this is how you're supposed to perform. I know um, this is anecdotal and this is coming from a phenomenon that's happening in Jamaica in the school system where these teenage boys are buying going down into the heart of the city and buying, um, Viagra tablets because they are watching porn and they think that the girls need them to be able to perform at a certain standard. And so they're learning all of these things and they think that's what sex is about. I mean, the sexual relationship is to be, and to them, if they can't, um, be seen to be like what they're watching then they are failing. Yeah, but Some of them have said that the girls tell them that they're failing you know it's their perception that if they don't do what they
3: see they are failing. But what, how do you feel though? Would you rather someone went for five minutes or 50 minutes? It 50 depends. minutes is probably, no, 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 50 it minutes,
1: minutes. It
5: depends.
3: It depends on the mood. I mean, it is live
5: tissue there, you know, please. <laughs>
0: <No>. <laughs> I mean, it depends come on. on what they're doing. <laughs> you can go 50 minutes and you have done absolutely nothing. Exactly. <laughs> is, is this
2: 17 <laughs> times at 50 minutes?
5: <laughs> no. It's quality over quantity. And if the quality is of such, right? It can be, I can tell you, okay. I will, I will, Carl, you have said a lot. I will give you one of mine. There is an experience that I had, oh, many, many years ago, and it still stays fresh in my mind. And it's the only time I, I as a matter of fact, the gentleman said he should have married me, but anyway, that's another story. But the only time we slept together, and it still stays in my brain because of the attention and the no pressure and all of the things. I got the best massage I've ever had in my life, (laughs) okay? And that was, I was just like putty after that. I mean, it was just absolutely brilliant, okay? Notwithstanding that the gentleman would not have been a suitable husband, but that's beside the point. The point is that in terms of paying attention to me and understanding my reactions and not asking me, do you want me to do this? And do you want me to, and do you like that? None of that. It was just absolutely brilliant, beautiful. Unfortunately, I've tried to judge a few people on the same standard. (laughs) (laughs) You can't do that. If you do that, you're in trouble. But... And that didn't that didn't last for long. It wasn't a 50 hour, a 50 minute ride. I mean, good grief.
0: Uh, Who likes talking, talking during sex? Huh? Who uh, likes
11: somebody. talking during sex? What? Nicole does. Who else? Uh, any man?
2: Well, again, I think it's individual and I think you, c- you can ask all of these questions, but you're never going to get the answers that you definitively need.
3: Is, you, is
0: your boyfriend there now, Faye
3: he's not. Why? Uh, uh, no, I just thought you might be talking. Never mind. <laughs>
0: um. As I was saying, Sandra pointed out something. We tend to have that one person we had great sex with and we try to duplicate it with other people. So we end up having that comparison disorder. And I feel that sometimes can hinder us from actually developing great sexual relationship with other people because we are looking for that one thing in another person, not realizing that they are somebody else and maybe they can never replicate that which had happened previously.
2: Yeah. Yes, yeah, that's true. It's um, like Carl said, it's, um, it's individual, it's different. Um, and every, every relationship has a different like graph um, and so every um, sexual um, ge- um, relationship will also have that unique graph um, One of the things so so I, I get to listen to lots of men who are struggling um, and lots of men I think grow up with the idea that women don't really want sex um, and that men ha- so that you get a lot of lying on dating sites because, Um, men think they have to promise a relationship to get sex. Um, And I think the big lesson that men need to learn is if they can make a woman feel safe and trusted, um, that's all they need to get sex. But, um, and it is, and uh, like Carl's picked up, um, really... The, the men have this idea of um, that they need to live up to a certain um, image. Like they need to, like they're sending their dick pics, like that's going to impress someone and seduce someone when, and what women are really looking for is attention and like Carl says, presence. Um, and, but so many people are trying to say the right thing, be, be the right way that they're so focused on that and they're not actually there. Um, and that blocks the connection.
11: Oh, I was just going to ask Nicole what she likes to talk about during sex. Oh, she's gone. The weather. Oh, I do it. Uh, the weather. OK.
3: <laughs> You're open. What
1: was that? Shopping. Please. <laughs> so, uh, i have
6: to wash the car, no?
11: In addition to the weather, what else? News? Nice. Yo, are you asking for tips here?
3: <laughs> I think she's trying to get no, no, no,
5: him. I'm you. just curious. <laughs> He's not being serious. <laughs> you making me blush, love, really.
8: <laughs>
5: <laughs>
11: Why do you like talking, doing sex?
2: Well, I, I, think, I think what's important is mm-hmm. when you look at what you, want, what you like and why you like it. So why do you like talking?
11: Oh, I don't talk, uh, but, but I'm curious as to why Nicole likes talking.
2: But that's, that, see, that's, that's quite personal. So it's putting someone on the spot. But what, let's get to what are you looking at to understand, like what are you trying to understand from that question?
11: Oh, it's because my boyfriend talked, and uh, it was a bit strange to me. So I wondered why he talked. So um, he didn't answer me. So I want to get the answer um, perspectives from other people.
2: Okay. Um. You can do. You want to share? I mean, I you I'm can- sharing
4: something in that. I think that when when you're intimate with someone, um, I think it can often be about the physical, but is to incorporate the mental as well, isn't it, really? Um, And to connect on a mental level. I know know it can be more for women, but, you know, for both, really. So I think deeper connection, maybe. So what do we talk about?
6: More like a telephone sex, no?
4: Well, that as well, yeah, indeed. You just
6: emphasise
3: what's going on, that you you make a point of it in certain words.
11: Sorry, I'd like to hear um, Nicole's answer. (laughs)
5: Okay. <laughs> oh, it's, a <laughs>
11: okay.
5: it's a dance accompanied by a song. Let's just put it that yeah. way.
11: Um, it is but Nicole can choose whether to answer or not.
5: Oh, yeah, but
3: you've, you- asked her, she, you've asked her five times and she's not telling you. I it don't think it a change.
4: It just, yeah, it can heighten things. It can add to the intensity, I guess. Mm-hmm
5: okay but 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 nicole it i think it it, it depends on the person that you're with there's some people that you can connect with without saying a word um and it works and it flows and there's another person who you're with and you both and afterwards you may not even remember what you're saying because it's of of the moment it's about what's happening and it just goes with the flow and it fits because that person and you you're you're interchanging it's not about one person talking and the other one not responding um and somebody might bring that out in you if you're not accustomed to doing that but i think it's it's specific to the person okay
2: i I think I think really all of relationships is specific and sex is specific because we all have, um, different desires, different likes, different dislikes, different tastes. And it's, and again, it's different in because we're different in different environments. And so we're different in different contexts with different people. So, um, yeah, I think it's, it's individual. And what matters is what's right for you and learning about what's right for your partner or partners. Okay, so we've overrun again. Um, but thank you, everyone, for your openness, honesty, and insight. So I think if we go through um, quickly, anyone who wants to comment any insights or any um anything that they'd share to anyone else any general like your insight that you'd give to someone else on the whole topic of sex if anyone wants to share
10: i I think um i think that as we said it's quite a complex subject and it's very um it's very dependent on the situation and the relationship Mm -hmm. and that um probably almost definitely shame shouldn't come into it at all Um, and preconception shouldn't come into it at all so um, we talked about um, masturbation and masturbation has something which has an element of shame um, but I don't see why I don't understand that at all Um, and also some people have and I, I think it's something you can do together or you can do apart or you can do a can do individually together it's not something that matters it's something that traditionally there is an element of shame associated with that through i think social control um and um where where you were talking before about losing maybe losing interest in the partner i think that something that occurred to me is that there's a complex whereby and i can't remember what it's called whereby that if you're you can put somebody on a pedestal and they can be like a friend if that makes sense and there's a psychological um control that stops you fancying your brother or your sister or something like this and um you can fall into that kind of mode and I, I can't think what it's called um so like guys might 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 talk it like being in the friend zone or something like this am i making sense um so there's a it's not it uh, sex is biological and um there are biological elements to that but there also there is some there is some sort of biological control so that you don't you don't fancy the wrong person and that that can happen if you think about them in the wrong way i guess um I, I'm, I'm not sure if i'm explaining myself well but.
2: Yeah, well i know there's an incest taboo
10: yeah, it, it's, it's not. It's, it's not a taboo. It's a biological. It's a biological control within your brain. Um,
2: um, what well, the, the, the taboo is is people that you are you grow up with very young tend not to be interested in them sexually. Yes, it's, I it's think a, you're you're talking something slightly different.
10: Now I'm saying that I, it's not the taboo. It's it's actually biological, so that you don't fancy them. So that. Um, I, I, i'm trying to it's explain not, that it's
1: in, in... not true because you know sometimes when the father is a little bit sharing person and the <laughs> children children meet with each other in and they didn't know they are siblings they can fall in love so it's not biological
5: there are many fathers who commit who have committed in uh, incest um or, 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 throughout history
10: so um i don't know I, I i it's something that i read once and i can't remember there's something like that called the oedipus complex which i think is the other way is where actually it, it's broken but down um, but yeah. i think there's also i think there's also a, an emotional biological trigger that's meant to stop us from fancying our brothers and our sisters or our parents um and you're you're saying oh no it can fall down and yes it can but um i i think that's something that can also you can fall into so you can start thinking of someone you can start thinking of someone non-sexually they can be a friend so i think men and women can be friends if that makes sense um and you can either fancy them at at certain points or not um and and that's where sort of a loss of interest can occur. I think that's what I'm trying to get at, but I'm not really explaining myself very well.
2: Um, yeah, I, I think I get. Um, yeah, I mean people can. I mean that does happen a lot in relationships um, where people become more like housemates. Um, so, so the incest taboo is, I mean, theorised to be biological, but obviously um it doesn't it's not in all cases and there are exceptions like to every rule um but generally it's like the idea is that if you grow up with someone you're three four or five you don't fancy them when you grow up um and there are of course there's um incest and there's um abuse um but in most cases
5: there's actually um support for what you're saying robin that um close relatives uh, who, who, who never grew up together on meeting have been attracted to each other and only after f- have found out that they are actually biologically related, um, which, mean, which probably would not have happened if they had been familiar with each other growing up, as you're saying.
4: Well, they say you tend to fancy people who look like you, don't they?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. any other closing comments?
0: I'd like to add this. Uh, If there's one thing I've learned about sex is that you can never stop learning and understanding yourself. You need to know what you want and not be ashamed about it as long as it's safe to do what you want to do. So go out there and explore. We all have this one life and it's there's something we have learned from this pandemic. It's that one day it will not be there for us to interact. So don't let society, religion, or anybody limit your exploration. Have fun. Do what is right. As per you, we are all adults. Thank you.
2: Okay. Right.
5: Thank you, everyone. It's not a competition. It's not a competition.
2: Yeah, I think it's a journey. It's a journey of discovering it's, and it's not thinking that it's over with the act. It's not thinking um, that it's the same thing, but it's recognizing as a journey and sensitivity. Okay, well, thank we you open everyone.
5: To new experiences, try new things.
2: <laughs> okay, um, next week we have, so next week there's a five day um, sprint. Um, so we're here Monday to Friday, seven o'clock to nine. Um, and Carl's going to run um, on that ticket for. Um, I think the elections are just gone, but you're you're there for the next one. Okay, have a good week, everyone, and thank you for being here. Bye.
6: bye. Thank, thank
1: you, Rob. Have a great. Bye-bye. Bye. bye.